On Good Morning America, I'm Tenacious Tory, quick on her feet and oozing self-confidence as the deals and steals gal who offers great bargains on products. But I'm also the jobs lady who discusses career and workplace issues with the broadcast's anchors. I do all of that in addition to running my own companies, which I founded 15 years ago. You don't get on national TV or become a successful entrepreneur by being a wallflower or letting others determine your destiny. But behind my can-do facade, there is Timid T, a vulnerable girl whose weight still haunts her. The weight that is no longer there. Yes, I've lost more than 70 pounds by now, but when I look in the mirror, I still see the fat girl. She is my albatross. For most of my life, no matter how hard I tried, I was incapable of being anything other than a plus-size woman. There came a depressing point after I had failed at yet another fad diet when I became resigned to my fate. I was destined to be large, and there was nothing I could do about it. I learned how to use clothes to camouflage my weight, or at least I thought I did. Borrowing tricks from makeup artists, I learned how to contour my cheekbones in order to look thinner. And of course, on those rare occasions when I allowed myself to be photographed for professional or personal reasons, I insisted the photo be taken from a certain angle. Photoshop became my best friend. I was a compulsive eater and carb junkie for 40 years. From the minute I was able to chew solid food, my go-to picks were rice, pasta, bread, chips, cakes, and candy bars. The higher the carb count, the better. My mom stuffed our freezer with ice cream and pizza rolls. We rarely used the bottom oven of our stove because it housed Funyuns, Oreos, Chips Ahoy, nacho cheese-flavored Doritos, Ruffles potato chips, Cheetos, and Cheez-Its. Kids came over and made a beeline for the oven, and so did I, many times a day. When I was seven, my mom sat me down on the brown velour couch in the living room and announced she was pregnant. The thought of having a sibling, a real baby in the house, thrilled me. We celebrated the good news that night at McDonald's. I had a kid's meal, hamburger, fries, and a Coke, one of thousands of poor food choices I would make in the coming decades. By second grade, I was already 20 pounds overweight. In class pictures, I'm the fat girl. I had a normal metabolism and my adrenal glands worked fine. I was fat because I ate too much and I was hooked on sugar. After many failed efforts to dodge phys ed class at Treasure Island Elementary School and then Nautilus Junior High, I made it to Miami Beach Senior High School determined to never don a pair of gym shorts again. I forged a letter from my mom saying I had a back injury and it worked. My gym days were finally over. Throughout high school, the most exercise I got was lifting a cookie to my mouth, turning the key to my convertible, or walking to and from it. In parking lots, I cruised around until a spot opened up near where I was going. At home, I lay on the couch. As is the case in many families, food was comfort. Good day? Celebrate with an entire bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. Bad mood? Have a frozen microwave pepperoni pizza. Depressed? Let this box of Entenmann's chocolate chip cookies cure it. I drank sugared soda with abandon. When I thought of a healthier drink choice, I opted for fruit juices, oblivious to calories, sugar, or carbs. I was a Florida citrus grower's dream. I viewed anything with fruit as healthy and never considered it as liquid sugar. Tropicana orange juice, ocean spray cranberry, Welch's grape juice, and those little shiny Capri Sun packages.
All of this was happening in the late 1970s and early 80s, hardly the dark ages. America's fitness craze was catching on. People joined health clubs, took up jogging, and in Miami Beach, where I lived, were as little as possible, flaunting six-pack abs and rocking their bikinis. But in our house, we never talked about any connection between calories and obesity, nor did we stop to wonder about healthier food options or link our food choices to our expanding waistlines. My parents both worked and came home tired. Neither had much interest in cooking or whipping up complicated meals. Dinner prep often fell to me, and since I was a kid, the easier, the better. I became an expert at making packaged meals like hamburger helper, scalloped potatoes, and rice-a-roni. I fried hot dogs and hamburger.